Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing OnboardNWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at OnboardNWA.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. Hey folks, it's Randy Wilburn here from I Am Northwest Arkansas. Before we get started today, I just wanted to share with you some really great news that I received the other day. It really warmed my heart to read this review. As you know, um, on anywhere that you find our podcast, you can rate and review the podcast and let us know what you think. But I got this quick message from somebody that's actually relocating to Northwest Arkansas for a job. And so, um, well, here it is. I took a job in Northwest Arkansas at one of the big three, transferring from a job in Austin and residence in San Antonio. Yep, I did the commute. I must say that listening to this podcast really helped make the difference in closing the gaps and helping me get familiar with the vibe and culture of NWA. On my long Texas commute, I ended up listening to all of the episodes. I visited in May 2020 and checked out many of the places the show had featured. I felt like I already knew the place. Thanks. Of course, we are working remotely for now, so a move will come a bit later. Man, I can't tell you how much hearing this really warms my heart because that's actually the reason why I created this podcast in the first place. So I just thought I would share with you this review that we got on iTunes 
uh, Apple Podcasts for the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Uh, we created it to cover the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in the Ozarks. And uh, one of my goals was to convince people that they need to move here to Northwest Arkansas. So I think it's working. That's good, good news. Now, without further ado, today's guest is Jennifer McMurray. She has an amazing story. If you have student loan debt or have ever had student loan debt or know somebody that has student loan debt and you want to figure out a way to pay off all that debt, our next guest has figured it out. Stay tuned. Cue the music. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm so excited to be here today with somebody that I actually tracked down on Instagram. I was reading her posts, and I was so... Um, I wasn't, it wasn't that I was blown away by her achievements, but I, I really liked her story. I thought it was interesting. I thought, you know, she is the embodiment of what Northwest Arkansas is all about um, in terms of just kind of getting out there and going after something and getting it done. And, and um, that individual I'm speaking of is Jennifer McMurray. Jennifer McMurray is a, um, I, w- I will call her a flipper. And uh, I'm not talking about flipping cards. I'm talking about flipping <laughs> houses. Uh, Jennifer has, uh, in a very short period of time, has done quite well for herself. And she's actually, um, she's done something that, you know, I would say that anybody that has graduated college, if they can say they've done this, then it's it's a huge thing, right? And I'll let her tell the story. I'm not going to steal her thunder, but <laughs> without further ado, Jennifer McMurray, welcome to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor. Uh, oh. Like really, I'm so humbled to be here. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate that coming from somebody that actually listens to the podcast. I really, <laughs> I really do appreciate that. But, but I, I would love for you just to kind of because I didn't want to steal your thunder. But <laughs> I, I, I wanted you to tell your story. Why don't you kind of tell us how you ended up flipping homes? And and again, you're young. Um, there's a lot of things that you could be doing uh, at this age, but you decided okay. to choose flipping homes. And I would love for you to kind of tell us, tell the I Am Northwest Arkansas audience your uh, superhero origin story, (laughs) if you will. Well, um, it all started by accident. That's why I always call myself an accidental house flipper. I grew up in a real estate family. Okay. And when you grow up in a real estate family, that really just means um, that you sit at a lot of open houses, bored out of your mind as a kid. And your free labor to dad at his <laughs> rental properties and his flips. And it has zero uh, appeal to you as a kid, I'll be real honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was soaking it in and just said, that was that's not for me. I'm not going to do that. And life is funny that way, that you end up doing what you swore you weren't going to do. Right. Uh, I graduated college, nothing to do with real estate, got a couple degrees and a couple degrees means a whole lot of debt, lots and lots of debt. 
from student loans and was working my job, making no money, of course, (laughs) and renting a little duplex and just sat down one day to kind of do the math. And the math just didn't work as far as I'm going to die with this debt, first of all, and then my estate is going to pay off this debt. It doesn't even get, you know, absolved upon my death. And I'm not making enough to ever make a dent in this debt. And so I bought a house with very little money down. I couldn't afford very much. I think I paid $75,000 for this very dated house in Bella Vista. Okay. Didn't really have plans per se to flip it. It's just all I could afford. Right. And you know, slowly started doing the work myself. We've kind of talked about that. I couldn't afford to hire anyone. So I learned how to, you know, scrape popcorn ceilings and rip out carpet and bust out tile. I just learned how to do it because I had to. And at the end of two years, I kind of got this place looking real cute. And dad, the real estate broker and the investor started, you know, planting the seed. Well, you know, you could sell that house for X amount, which was quite a bit more than I had paid. And he said, you won't pay any capital gains on it because it was your primary residence. You know, and in true daughter fashion, dad, that is not true. Like, there's no way that that's going to happen. And he said, I I think we ought to try it. You know, we're in the middle of a recession at that point. And so really I'd listed it in an effort to prove dad wrong. And, (laughs) uh, the opposite happened. It it sold in a week. And that's when I was like, whoa, I think <laughs> I might be onto something here. Wow. So I, I took a big chunk of, of that sale and threw it at my student loans. And actually for the first time, saw <laughs> my balance on my student loans go down. I was like, I'm onto something here. Oh my goodness. And that was just the first domino. Wow. And it just kind of went down from there. So, I mean, obviously you 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 got... Some of this you got honestly, right? Just being around, just through osmosis of being around yes. your dad. I think you said yes. he's got 45 years in yes. the real estate game here in Northwest Arkansas, which is considerable. I mean, that's a lot of time. Right. And uh, I mean, he's he has forgotten more than most people know about real estate, right? When you think of it that way. So, but, but I mean, so you did pick up some of it honestly, but the right. other piece of it, I think is, and I have friends that, that they don't flip, but they do development and real estate sure. development is not easy. No. There's a lot of work that goes involved that that's involved with it. There is a lot of, um, you know, trying to make sure that you satisfy clients as far as that's concerned. So, you know, this is different, but so you, you got, you got this first house in Bella Vista, you spent 75 yeah. grand, uh, you made a little bit of money. You threw some money at Sally Mae and told her to go away. Yeah, right. And, and, and then after that, what, you know, how did you, did you, did you sit down and say, you know what, I can make this work or did it take you doing this a couple of times before you really said, I actually want to do this on a regular basis? Yeah, it took a, a little while longer um, before I said I'm all in. Oh, I, and, and I'm sorry, were you working at the time? Yes, I was so working full time. Okay, I, I just want this. people to hear that because <laughs> some people think, oh, well, you just went off and did this and, and you hit it big, right. but you were working a full-time job and you were doing this. Right, I was working a full-time job, doing this nights, weekends, as I had time, 
you know, recruiting free labor, you know, all that, all that time that I spent at dad's rental properties, scraping paint and raking leaves and all that other stuff as a kid, I made him pay it all back. You right, know, right. I need you to come scrape yeah. paint and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Uh, I sold that house, bought another fixer upper and did the exact same thing with that. And when I sold that one is when it really started planting the seed. I think I'm, I think I'm ready to leave the full-time gig and, and jump headfirst into real estate at that point. Yeah. And that's, it was around the third house, middle of the third house that I jumped in. With both feet. Yeah, Yeah. that was it. Okay. So you quit your job and you decided to become a flipper. Yeah. Yeah. Got my real estate license. Um, do that. I still do that full time, you know, helping buyers and sellers and still flip on the side, but Really, it kind of is all-encompassing now as right. a full-time gig. Okay. All right. I love that. So now that you've, you've got to kind of come along and did that, and, and again, you didn't have any prior experience in this area. You've just been around real estate. Just because you're around it doesn't mean that you know how to yeah. rehab a house or anything right. like that. So it right. sounds like, and, and I know from just following your Instagram, and I'm going to make sure I put that information on in the show notes because everybody should check out uh, Jen's Instagram. There's a lot of really good information there, but um, and, and, and just a lot of hints and tricks. But how did you, what helped you kind of develop the skill set on the other side of it, right? Because it's one thing to do a house over, but it's a whole nother thing to stage a house properly and get it ready so that people are actually interested in wanting to buy it. Right. So a, a lot of that comes from, you know, I'm a real estate professional. So I show a lot of houses and I, and even growing up with dad tagging along to showings and you walk and you're like, man, that, why would they have their living room set up that way? It looks awful. You know, it, it makes their living room look a lot smaller. And I just, I don't know if it's just one of those natural things that just clicked um, in my brain that I, I think if you would just do this instead of this, it would make your living room look bigger or don't do this instead of this. It just became this natural thing. I think from being in so many houses over my lifetime with dad and showing houses that I just started to pick up on what works and what doesn't. Uh, I, I say that, you know, I learned real estate. I spoke real estate before I could probably say my ABCs. And it just is something that is a natural everyday conversation in our family is real estate and houses and staging. So it just became something that was a a native language to me that came easy to me, to be real honest. And I know that that isn't always the most satisfying answer. I didn't read a book and get it. I didn't watch a video and just get it. It just came through experience. Um, and I, I feel like I had some of the best experience with dad, you know, he's a dinosaur in this business. So, <laughs> you know, that so, a lot of it came from tagging along. Right. Right. Well, I like that. And, and, you know, I think the other thing too, is we, we sometimes discount that, that nowadays, right. Compared to back in the day when I was younger, we didn't, I didn't have HGTV the way that you have HGTV now. Yeah. And so there are, there are, I mean, you could literally between HGTV and YouTube, mm-hmm. you could figure out most things, right? 
Because I mean, you, you you said that you one of the things you said to me yeah. when we first got on the call was that you know when you first bought the house you figured some things out. I didn't know how to yeah. do this, so I YouTube it. YouTube yeah. it. I recently had to put a vapor barrier in a crawl space of a house that I was selling. Yeah. Um, not that I'm a flipper, I just happened to be <laughs> selling a house and it had a crawl space and it needed yeah. some new vapor barrier. So right. where did I go? I went to YouTube. Right. How do you, how do you lay that down? I I had seen it before, but I just didn't really know what's the proper way to lay it down. It's actually not that, not that difficult, but it's one of those things where nowadays everyone, not just you, Jen, not just me, Randy, but everyone has at their disposal this information, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not always necessarily wrapped up in a hour or half hour long TV program that has a, a, a definite beginning, middle and an end, but you can just learn you know, by going online. And the other thing that I have found is that a lot of people that, that spend time online doing a lot of these things, whether it's woodworking, whether it's some type of rehabilitation, whether it's certain type of work that they do, they're always open to sharing with other people how you do this, how you do that. So would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think experience is going to be your best teacher, whether it's your own experience or someone else's experience. And I think that's also worth noting you know, I've watched dad flip houses and rental properties and new builds and all those things and learn what I didn't want to do or what didn't work. So I observed his experience. And then some of my things, I just dove in headfirst and YouTube and, oh, I figured it out. Man, that really doesn't work. You need to do this instead. Experience is the best teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, 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 and I, I think from the, cause I know one of the big issues that most people have listening to this is like, well, that's great. I mean, her dad did real estate and all that, but um, <laughs> yeah. you know, how, how, that, buying that first house, walk us through, did you, did you get, did you get an FHA loan? Did you, what did you, so, cause obviously FHA requires you to, to put as, as small as 3% down. Right. right. And that allows you to get in it because if you say, Hey, I'm going to live in this house, then, then that, that, that gives you that, that flexibility sure. as, to put as, as little down as possible. That's so. exactly what I did. FHA loan, because I could not afford to do any more than that. And how I had the money as minimal as it was for the down payment was my tax refund. Apart from the tax refund, I would not have had any money for a down payment and it was a a foreclosure. Uh, So, you know, that was the only way I was going to get in was that it was that down payment with the tax refund. Yeah. What year was this by by the way? That was 2011, I believe it was. Wow. So you've been doing this almost 10 years now. Yeah. Yeah. How many houses have you flipped? Eight so far. Wow. Okay. All right. And, and what have you, what have you learned from, from each flip? Is it, is it, are you just, are you graduating to a different level each time? Or, I mean, cause I would imagine that every, I've purchased a number of homes and it, with each home, it has its own problems. Yes. Um, so, so I mean, and sometimes it's like, I've never seen this before. How did this happen? Yes. So, yes. Uh, but I'd be curious to know what, what, I mean, are you, is it, are you finding that it's a cumulative experience that over time you're just gaining more and more knowledge about how to deal with more and more things? Like you buy a place and all of a sudden it's got termite damage. So yeah. now you got to deal with that. And it's, yes. yeah. So you know, it has been exactly what you said. Every house is a teacher and every house has a different lesson to teach. For example, I wanted to swap out at one house. It was, it's a fifties house. Wanted to swap out the drain. Well, that's easy. You just tear out the drain. You put in a new drain. I mean, this yeah. is easy peasy. Oh, 
Just kidding, because in the 50s, they used different size drains than they do now. So to get that little bitty drain that's, you know, $10 at Lowe's for everyone else, oh, no, it's a special order, and it's hundreds of dollars, and good luck trying to track it down, just because they changed the size of the drains. Okay, so I always need to be looking now, drain size. You know, each house teaches you a different lesson. So as I walk into potential properties, whether it's for clients or a flip, I'm now pointing out, okay, I've learned this from a flip that let's look at drain size or let's look at fuse panels or, you know, you would never stop learning and kind of piggybacking to dad's experience. He's still learning with me. Dad, did you know this drain? (laughs) No, that's news to me. Right, right, right. No, I love that. And, And I think, you know, what I'll probably have you do is just kind of give me, I mean, I, I think going to your site, you, you talk a lot about, um, and, and give us the Instagram handle for you that you have. It's bachelorette pad flip. Pad flip. I love that. Bachelorette pad flip. Yeah. So, and, and, uh, it, it is, uh, it's, in, it's enlightening because you talk about a lot of different things on there. And like I told you the other day, I was, I was really uh, moved by what you said and, and how it actually applies. Actually, I needed that reminder, because one of the things that you mentioned was that as you've graduated to from one flip to the next, because it really is a graduation, yeah. you've, you've graduated from one problem to another to another, <laughs> and you keep going. No, there's no such thing as the perfect flip. No. Right? I mean, it just no, doesn't exist because every time it a doesn't. flip comes up, and even when you look at it, like I would watch, um, was it Tariq and Christ, Christina? Um, yeah. I, and, and I would watch some of the problems. And sometimes you look like, you see, you think, man, this is just going to go south quickly. <laughs> but usually, I mean, it's it's TV, right? So they, right. they figure out a way to solve the problem. And I always wonder how much of that is reality and how much of that is is just HDTV. But the bottom line is that they you know, they invariably, there's always going to be a problem that comes up that maybe they never they didn't foresee or, or something was built or, you know, there's an addition that a permit was never pulled for and all this, yeah. you know, things like this that really hurts you. But you said something a couple of, like a week ago, you were talking about uh, the work that you had to do. And one of the things that you have learned in this graduation of flips is that you can't do it all. That mm-hmm. you have to have other people help you out, and and uh, that um, that it's important to know what you know what their strengths and weaknesses are, and also mm-hmm. when to hire somebody else to help you through the process. Because you know, I think a lot of times people think, oh well, if if I'm a handyman or a handy woman and I can do it all, then that's just more money for me. But right. there there is a that doesn't always work out that way. No, not not at all. Growing up, uh, my nickname from dad was Dewey. That's what he called me. Was Dewey, because <laughs> Jennifer's gonna do it herself, and right. she's and especially if you tell her she can't do it, she's gonna do it herself. You know, so he nicknamed me Dewey, and I carried that in initially to my real estate investing career. No, I'm gonna do it myself. I don't need it. I don't need your help. I'll figure right. it out. Right. And I did, you know, and I had taught myself a lot, um, but I also got to that point where can I do it? Yeah. Do I want to do it? No. You know, that how I feel about laying tile. God, I hate laying tile. I just right. think it is one of the most tedious, frustrating jobs ever. So I've done it before to save money, yep. but lost my sanity. And it probably took me twice as long than hiring a professional to do it. And I don't even know if it would look as good as if the professional did it. So now I'm at the point that I just, I'm going to always budget for my tile guy to come in and do it. I'm not doing it myself. And if I can't afford it, 
you know, then the, if the numbers don't work for that, then it's not a project I'm going to tackle. Uh, but also that cliche that we all grew up with time is money could not be more true in the real estate investing world because every day that clock is ticking on a flip, my money is going out the window. So yeah. let's hire a guy or a girl in here, get the job done and stop that bleeding of money. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you're so right. And actually people can apply that to any business that they own. It doesn't right. necessarily mean a house flipper. I mean, it could be anything. So, right. um, well, so what do you think about, I mean, you've been here this, like I said, I, I'm only five and a half years and almost six years into this, this, um, uh, living here in Northwest Arkansas and, and, and we love it. And that's one of the reasons why I did this podcast in the yeah. first place was to learn more about it. But what would you say to people that are maybe moving here um, mm-hmm. and the pros and cons to buying brand new versus buying uh, a fixer upper or something that you could yeah. flip? Um, because I, I'd be curious to get your take on it. Well, you know, that's always the million dollar question with clients is do they want a fixer upper that could make them money um, or do they not? And I think it comes down to, yes, the fixer upper could make you money. Are you willing to live inconvenienced? And I would say the vast majority, the answer is no. They don't want to be inconvenienced. It's not worth it to most of them. They just want to move in and live their lives. They don't want to fight dust everywhere and trip over tools and constantly have contractors in their home, working on the projects. So yes, it could make them money and that could start, you know, that could be their first domino to paying off student loans or whatever. But most when the rubber meets the road, they're just not willing to sign up for that lifestyle because it's a major sacrifice to live in a fixer upper, you know, new construction. We have so many builders in Northwest Arkansas. So and I think they just keep adding builders, And there's a a lot of benefit to that. If you buy a new construction home, things are up to code. It's turnkey. You're getting a warranty. All of those things, if you're looking for peace of mind and just quality of enjoyment, which I think most people, that's what they're looking for is, I like it. It works for us. We'll buy it. If we don't make any money, that's fine. We've enjoyed it while we lived here. And I think that's probably the biggest camp of buyers. Um, but if you're willing to be inconvenienced, um, it can be a game changer. It was for me. I love that. And, and so do you think, I mean, given everything that, that we see Mm -hmm. out there right now, and I know certain markets, like I live in Fayetteville, it's tough Mm -hmm. to find a good deal in Fayetteville. Where, where are you, you know, without giving away all of your state secrets, where, (laughs) where, where, where are you? I mean, what would you, what advice would you give somebody that maybe has a little extra money Mm -hmm. and is thinking about doing this and, and taking on a flip and maybe even living in it for a season while they get it ready and to go. Um, Where are you finding deals or what are you finding is the best way to go about looking for deals as far as that's concerned? I'll try just about anything to find a deal and I've bought them all sorts of ways. I've bought them as foreclosures that were listed on the MLS. I have bought at the courthouse steps. I have bought through a We Buy Houses campaign. I have bought through previous clients that were relocating. Um, I've bought all sorts of different ways. Um, I think the biggest thing is that your name needs to be associated with investing and flipping so that when Johnny thinks of, I've got a fixer upper, I don't want to 
you know, go through traditional selling and inspection and all the things that can come with that. I just want to unload it. Then they need to think of, oh, well, I know that Jennifer does that or so-and-so does that. If there has to be a strong correlation. And I think if you ask my circle of influence, if you're asking my clients, you think of Jennifer, she's a flipper. That's just what they think of. So they know to call me Mm -hmm. uh, if they've got those kind of properties. And I think your circle of influence, whatever your career is, whether that's flipping or not, is your biggest game changer in marketing yourself um, so that they know what you do, how you could help. Um, And so that's, I focused a lot on my circle of influence, but also... Um, you know, Wait, are you I, telling me that it's all about relationships? Um, I think that's what I'm saying. I think, that, I think that's exactly what my dad would be back here screaming. That's how you stay in any business for 45 years successfully. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love that. No, that, that you're absolutely right. It is all about relationships. Yeah. And um, so, uh, okay, so, so tell me this then, because I mean, again, I know people are going to have these other questions that, right. you know, you've gotten in, you've done eight, eight flips. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, did you find it uh, worth your while to go try to build a relationship with one bank that you could work with primarily or, cause I mean, I would yes. say even with eight flips, you still, it's not like you could go out theoretically and just go buy a house for cash and then just be done with it. Although maybe right. you could, but yeah. I mean, you usually need to have some financing involved. Right. Um, you're probably not going to throw contingencies on any of your purchases for the most no. part. You're going to take them as is meaning yes. that whatever I find is my problem. It's so, my problem. Yeah. Right. So, so what did you, did you, did you decide to build a strong relationship with a single bank that has helped you out? Yes. Because I've always found that to be helpful. Yes. I only use Arvest for my purchases, okay. um, specifically the Lowell branch. That is the only one that I use for my flip purchases. Okay. Um, we had the same loan officer for quite a while. He's since moved on, but you know, a big part of the loan approval, since some of these don't meet um, certain standards, like they're not inhabitable or whatever right, at the time, right. is track record. Yeah. They know our track record and that it's a successful track record. And if I say I'm going to do this and I can get X amount when I sell it, then I'm going to do that and I'm going to get X amount when I sell it. So yeah. um, that because for some of these loans that we get, it goes through loan approval, like a, right. a, 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 I'm sorry, a committee approval where a committee has to sit down and we have to submit. Here's what we're going to do. Here's mm-hmm. what we think it's going to um, sell for. And our track record has been a, a, a dominant factor in getting committee approval for that. Oh, that's great. I mean, and that's, and that's kind of what you need. Right. And I think I've, right. I've, I've done episodes. I had Gary head on here from signature bank and, and I've talked about the importance of even just at a local branch, a bank level, you know, you need to stick with a branch, go in there all the time, let them yes. see you. You'd be yeah. surprised what they're able to do once they have some familiarity with you and you build up uh, that R word relationship. You're and exactly so, right. Yeah. It will go, it will go a long way. So. Yeah. Yeah. So now have you done any flips in Fayetteville or do you have a preference to city? So you've, so, but you started off in Bella Vista. Yes. So that's right at the top. So right. now you, so after Bella Vista is Bentonville, then Rogers, right. then Springdale, then, and I'm not, not, it's not that I'm not including Lowell in there, but let's just yeah. say Rogers, Lowell, sure. Springdale and Fayetteville. Do you have a preference of cities? Do you find that some cities are easier to work with than others? Um, so my requirement since um, I've flipped two in Bella Vista, but since then my requirement's got to be in the big four. 
Okay, so, the big four. Yeah, that's yeah. you know your most pool of buyers. They're winning in the big four. Mm-hmm. So I'm not interested in anything outside of that. Um, I've not flipped any in Fayetteville, not flipped any in Bentonville. And that has nothing to do with, I don't want to, their markets are just way more Mm -hmm. insane, especially Bentonville. I I don't plan to probably flip any in Bentonville. Just the buy-in is so crazy in Bentonville that I'm just not willing to pay up to Mm -hmm. flip in Bentonville. Uh, so I, I don't really even pursue the Bentonville markets just because it's so crazy. Even land is ridiculous in Bentonville now. Crazy. So, yeah. Land in Northwest Arkansas is because there's not yeah. a lot of it. It's right. ridiculous. So, you know, I've done a lot uh, in Springdale. Springdale seems to be a good sweet spot for me. It uh, is. So I, I've done quite a few in Springdale, actually. Yeah. What about Rogers? I have not done any in Rogers. Okay. So they have been bulk Springdale, Bella Vista. Is that? I'm trying to keep them all straight in my head. Yeah, Bella Vista, Springdale. Okay. All right. That's cool. And I think there's something to be said for, you know, if you, if you know a Springdale market, then you know what, what you know right away what a value is fairly yeah. quickly. So it's not like you're sitting yeah. around wondering, what could I get for this? You're like, well, mm-hmm. I know what that sold for. I know what this is. Yeah. So Exactly. Yeah. So I, I like that. So, so what's next for you? Uh, I mean, you, 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 you're young. I mean, you've, you've gotten, now, did you pay off all your student loans? Yes. I paid yes. off all of them in five years. So wow. Like I'm, that's the biggest accomplishment. I think when I die, I'm going to look back and say, what's the biggest accomplishment was I paid off my student loans in five years. I had $70,000. Of- wow really expensive paper hanging yeah. on my wall yeah. and I paid that off. Um, so don't have any, any student loans to pay off. I'm, um, I'm thinking about building, which is what's next. You know, that's a whole new realm for me. Right. I don't, I don't know how that will pan out. I'm learning and earning my stripes on that. Um, still, still trying to learn what I don't know because I don't know what I don't know about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what's next. Always looking for a flip, always looking for the next flip. Um, but you know, I'm particular on what I will flip. I say this quite frequently. I probably turn down more flips than the average investor because I am, I have a very strict model that I'm just not willing to budge on. Right. Because right. it works for me. And if, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you said a model because I know people, I have some other friends that have flipped and they have over the years, they've always followed a, a, a blueprint for how they do it. Yes. Right. So, and, and if something doesn't fit in within the confines of that blueprint, then they don't touch it. That's exactly. Uh, the longer you do, you learn what works and what doesn't work for you. Right. Um, and right. you stick to that sweet spot that works for you. Yeah. Which means you have to be disciplined too, because a lot of times if you allow, if you just let the dollar signs get in your way, then all you see is that and that clouds your judgment actually. Yeah. It does. So yeah. So that, that, that's the hardest part. Um, What would be your biggest, so you, you gave us one example. What would be one other example of, of one of those things where you just don't know it until you know it, like with regard to the small plumbing issues and the cost, <laughs> you think, oh, well, this is not that expensive. First of all, yeah. they don't even make a lot of plumbing materials like they used yes. to make. Yes. So that's the, uh, that's one thing. 
So learn that the hard way. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So what would you say has been one other really important lesson that you think would be beneficial for our audience to hear um, when it, if, if they start to think about going out to do a flip? Gosh, you know, uh, there, there's so, there's so many, I, I think know. that kind of goes back to every house has a lesson and learning. I mean, it even starts with the very first house when I was like, I'm going to scrape these popcorn ceilings myself. And I, how hard can it be? And it's, it's not, you know, once you figure out what you're doing, but you know, I didn't know how to do it. So I just, I borrowed dad's cause I didn't own one, a one inch putty knife, one mm-hmm. inch putty knife. And I was like, I'm going to scrape these. Ceilings. And it was 1400 square feet that I took a one inch putty knife and I scraped, you know, the ceilings with this one inch putty knife dry. And I was like, this is actual hell. Like mm-hmm. this is really terrible. Yeah. And I didn't know. No, Jennifer, that's not how you do it. You have to wet it. Wet it. Yeah. Bigger, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. Oh my gosh. And yeah. again, goes back to experience, you know, just, and I think that is where referencing a point you made earlier, there are people around you that will share that knowledge. If you will just reach out. Yeah. How do you scrape popcorn ceiling? Well, you wet it and you use it or not. You know, all these, whatever your project is, there are answers out there. And if you don't know anyone, it's just waiting on YouTube for you to search for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And it's funny you bring up popcorn ceilings because I actually have a rental unit that I had a guy, I had to had a hole cut in the ceiling to get access to um, a, a pipe. A, pl- mm-hmm. a plumbing pipe for uh, a toilet and yeah. uh, it was leaking and, and it's fine. We fixed that, but then we had to close it up. And the guy that I brought in to do it, that's all he does is drywall. And, uh-huh. and he made it look so easy because honestly yeah. I didn't realize it. And this, in all these years I had, I'd had some people remove popcorn ceilings, but I just never took the time to look at how they removed it. But when he came yeah. in with the spray bottle and started spraying yeah. everything and then just all of a sudden it was yeah. all gone and he did it. So, and that was the other thing. He was super neat about it. Like, yeah. like, like super neat. There was nothing anywhere. And he didn't, he just taped off one small area, went in and went to work. And before you knew it, it was done. And then if you, if I showed you, like you could never, you would never know where the hole was cut in the ceiling or where the popcorn, where he replaced an area of popcorn ceiling. And I mean, that's when you know you have a good or a skills per, skilled person that can do it. And, that and that, the they're invaluable there. having a crew that you trust that knows you knows your model knows what you'll put up with and what you won't. And they're reasonable on their prices, man, they're invaluable and valuable. That is a make or break in this, in this business is the crew that you have surrounding you. Yeah, no, I love that. You're absolutely right. I mean, and, and that's, I mean, that goes with anything. And I think that's the one big challenge that I've found living here is that I think, um, it's like feast or famine. If you find a good contractor, they typically are super busy. Mm-hmm. So you got to get them where you can. And then it's just one of those things where are they going to be able to always be available for you? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, you know, th- those are some of the challenges that you face. And those are real world issues that anyone that's going to do flipping, if you are not like super inclined and willing to learn these things, Flipping may not be for you because yeah. there there might be time when you do have to put some coveralls on and go out and get <laughs> some work done. 
And yeah. if you have a fear of that, or if your hope is, I'm just going to pay people to do all that, that's great. But the challenge is getting those individuals. Mm-hmm. And then if you settle for less than uh, in it, then it's going to show up in the, in the workmanship uh, uh, of the final product that you present to the public. That's exactly right. And cost you more time and more yeah. money. Um, I rarely, when I'm getting bids, I can't think of ever that I go with the cheapest bid. Because yeah. it's like, mm, nah, uh, there's a reason <laughs> you're, right. the, you're the cheapest. I'm out. Right, right, yeah, no, absolutely. That makes a that makes perfect sense. So we 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 you've got up to eight eight flips. You are potentially looking at building something now, which is the yeah. next step. And 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 you're still selling houses. Is there anything else you're hoping to conquer in the near future? Ah, uh, near future. Um, no, I mean, it, that, that's kind of where I'm at. Just keep flipping, building my, my long-term goal. Um, anyway, around, we would tell you, she's got eyes on Florida. Florida is my end-all, be-all. That's my end game. Okay. Um, okay. I want to retire debt-free in Florida, um, mortgage-free, debt-free. So that's kind of, if I had eyes on a prize, what I'm saving up for since I don't have any debt to pay off is, you know, purchase a home in Florida and, you know, retire down there on the beach and live on island time, right? Right, right, <laughs> right. On island time. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're still kind of young though. So, I mean, you've got, <laughs> you've got, you've got some time under, under yes. your belt for sure to do that. So yeah. well, that's, that's great. I, I really appreciate you uh, sharing, just giving, peeling back the curtain a little bit, uh, Jennifer, to share with us your uh, flip existence and what it's been like for you. And, and uh, are you hopeful for the future of flipping here in Northwest Arkansas, or do you think it's going to get more difficult? I think I'm hopeful, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm cautious in every flip that I do. And Mm -hmm. I I think that goes back to, I turn down more than I will take on. There's a lot of growth in Northwest Arkansas. That's, you know, a beneficial thing for property values, for investing, but the competition is stiff, you know, especially in certain markets like Benton Bell. So I think what we're seeing even now is you're going to have to pay up, pay more than you normally had to pay. Right. for flips and you may be taking on worse conditions than you typically like to take on. So I think that's going to continue. Um, but I think overall the growth and the demand for Northwestern, so that's not dying down. Yeah. You know, that's going to increase. So from an investing standpoint, I think that will always be good news, but you know, I think that's one thing that dad has always preached and ingrained, just put the brakes on cautious. You don't have to have, 25 doors going at the same time. You don't have to have uh, this big operation for it to work. Um, And I think living through the crash um, and seeing so many builders and investors just turning in keys to the bank Mm -hmm. really put a good, honest fear into me. Um, Not that I let fear dictate, but it's like, I don't want to get to that point where I've over leveraged myself and I'm overextended financially. So I'm going to go into this cautiously. It's a small operation it works for me and I'm not looking to make it this massive operation. That's just not my goal. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And I think that that advice that your, um, that your dad gave you is invaluable and um, you really do want to take your time because people can lose their shirt 
no Absolutely. pun intended, uh, in the real estate game. So you've I've got seen there, a lot do it. <laughs> yeah, you've got that aspect of it, and so that yeah. that is the uh, that that's the issue. So I certainly want to encourage you to uh, anybody listening to this to really take your time, and I also want to uh, encourage folks to check out uh, Jen at Bachelorette Flip uh, Bachelorette Pad Flip. Um, she's got a lot of followers and she's got a lot of advice. Even if you just own a home and you're looking for some ideas and, and something along those lines, um, there is a lot that Jen offers on her Instagram site. So I, I would love for you to head over there and follow her at Bachelorette Pad Flip. Um, and, and, and I'll make sure that we share this on, um, the, uh, the, the podcast on the show notes, but, but I really want to encourage you to, to check Jen out and, uh, and follow her and, and let her know that you found out about her through, I am, I'm Northwest Arkansas, the podcast, uh, yeah. before we let you go, uh, since you are a local and you've been here uh, a long yeah. time, tell us one place that you like to go eat on a regular basis. It can be something newer or it can be an old school spot that you've been going to for a long time. But where do you, where do you like to go when you've, when you've earned some extra cash flipping a house and you're like, you know what, I'm going to have a nice meal here in Northwest Arkansas. Where do you like to go? Uh, Hugo's is my spot. Okay. All right. Hugo's. I mean, I think that is, I always say I like the local spots, but I think tourists even know about Hugo's now, but it's my, it's my jam. I love that, you know, of all the big four or all the cities, Fayetteville is just, that's my soul's jam. I love (laughs) Fayetteville. So anything old school, local Fayetteville, you know, I love, but Hugo's, the food's good, but I just love the atmosphere. And yeah. The so that's my downstairs. Jam. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're, they're French fries. I got to say good. now. So have you ever had five guys fries? No, I haven't. You haven't. Okay. So you have to try five guys. Five guys okay. makes a, makes a mean French fry, but okay. I got to say Hugo's fries, when they come first out and they come to that God. table, there's nothing like them. Nothing like yeah, them. It's yeah. like, I don't know what they even do, but <laughs> so, they're yeah. so freaking good. <laughs> they are. They are really good. They are really good. And what about, um, what's a secret spot that a lot of people don't know about God. here in Northwest Arkansas that, that you know about? And that you're like, you're surprised. How, you, you always ask yourself, well, how come more people don't know about this place? Oh, gosh. That is a really great question. A secret spot. You know, I don't know if it's a secret spot, but it, it, people know about it. But my family, we, uh, or they own, I don't, um, a farm in West Fork uh, or a bunch of land. We call it a farm, but it's a bunch of land in West Fork. And that is kind of my soul's relaxation point when okay. it's a stressful week. It is out of the rat race of the big four. It is a calm, quiet, beautiful city, yep. small and quaint. They have beautiful bluffs. You'll always see the kids out swimming. Um, their farm is, has a pretty sweet view of North, Northwest Arkansas. It's up on a hill and you can just see forever these beautiful hills. Um, and I love that. I think that is just so peaceful because, you know, Fayetteville is people all around and businesses yeah, exactly. all around. and just kind of stepping away to some of these smaller communities, I think is charming and quaint and nostalgic. And I love that. And yeah. not so rat race. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I agree. You know, we actually had a, a guest blogger at I Am Northwest Arkansas write about the farm living here in Northwest Arkansas, yeah. which which a lot of people don't realize. You don't have to go that far to go to a yeah. farm and yeah. see how they do things. And a lot of these local farmers are are they they're open. They're happy. Yeah, come visit, come check us out, and yeah. you know, see what we have and what we do. I mean, I, I think that um, you know, a lot of times because you know, we we started out as an agrarian society and we have slowly morphed into something else, but yeah. living here in Northwest Arkansas is still a reminder that, you know, there are a lot of farms and honestly, the farms are the lifeblood of, uh, of, uh, of, of our country in terms of supplying us with food and all this other stuff. So, you know, I think it's, it's sometimes we forget that, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and I'm all for an urban garden and all that other stuff, but sure. I mean, these, a lot of these farmers make it happen. And uh, we, we're probably going to try to get a couple of farmers on uh, the podcast just to talk with them and have them share their stories. I've, I've actually reached out to a couple, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get them to that to that place, you know, farmers have a, a very early call in the morning. So, you know, they're t- <laughs> so a little, even earlier than me. So yeah. I, I, you know, but we, we'll, we'll figure something out. Maybe I'll just get out there with them at four thirty one morning uh, before they get on the combine and, <laughs> and, and have a conversation and see if we can, uh, you know, maybe I'll bring them some Onyx coffee. We'll see. Yes. We'll, we'll figure yes, out. You we'll, definitely should. Yeah. We'll figure <laughs> out a way to make it work. Well, Jen, this has been uh, truly a pleasure. I'm, I'm so glad we, we connected. We originally were going to do this back when COVID first hit. Yes. And this is at the, as we're recording this, it's at the end of June. We don't know where COVID is going to be uh, in another couple of months, but we finally said, you know what? We need to get together. Yeah. I wanted to do this episode because um, I think you have a lot to share. And I really do. I mean, your your story is inspirational. It's informational as well. So I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to uh, to be with me and, and the I Am Northwest Arkansas audience. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Like I said, this is my pleasure. I'm just so excited. You know, this is my hometown. This is this is me. So yeah. I'm super humbled that you that you ask, and I'm so excited to be here. And I hope that I can connect with more people from Northwesterners. I love hearing that people love this area that's been my home my entire life because yeah. I've seen it grow and blow up over the years, and I still love it just as much. Good, good. Well, is there any other way that you would love people to get in touch with you besides uh, the Instagram posts, uh, Bachelorette Pad Flip? So they can also visit my blog, which is bachelorettepadflip.com. And our real estate page is mcmurrayrealtors.com. Okay. Okay. I'm on I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on all. You're the, everywhere. Yeah. All the things. And and it's funny you mentioned Pinterest because we actually just set up our Pinterest page for I am Northwest Arkansas because we're going to start pinning all the really good ideas of things happening. So we'll we'll follow stuff the stuff that Jen is pinning and share that out to our audience as well. And um, certainly make sure that all of our all of Jen's information will be on the show notes for I am Northwest Arkansas for this particular episode. So you can go there to I am Northwest Arkansas dot com and just look up her episode uh, for the show and. Uh, learn a little bit more about her and connect with her. If you have questions, I'm sure she'll be more than happy to answer as I know people probably did, probably did that for her when she first got started. Yeah, so, for sure. um, so yeah, definitely reach out. Uh, we're all here to help each other out. So, but uh, well, Jen, thank you again so much. We appreciate you. Thanks. 
All right. Well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm so glad that I got a chance to sit down with Jen. I only wish it could have been in person, but at some point in time in the future, we will certainly grab coffee. But uh, I hope you liked this episode. This is for you. I hope you like what we're putting out on a weekly basis. There's always something different. And again, our focus is the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life here in the Ozarks. So we, uh, we appreciate you guys so very much. Remember, you can listen to this podcast wherever great podcasts can be found. Uh, ideally, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, we're now on Pandora. You can go, you can just say to Alexa, hey, Alexa, play the latest episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. You'd be surprised where we are. Just check us out. And if you get a chance and you really like the podcast, you're moved by the information that we're sharing, uh, we'd love a rating and a review of the podcast. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, we are always... Um, appreciative of people that take time out of their schedule to write a note to us and let us know what they think about the podcast. And now, I don't know if you've noticed, but if you go to IamNorthwestArkansas.com, the website, you can actually voicemail us a message. You can leave a message right on the website uh, and we'll get it. And we, you never know, we might even share uh, your, your, uh, your message on a, a future episode. So that's all I have for you this week. As always, the episodes for I Am Northwest Arkansas come out every Monday. Uh, around noonish, and um, we have a new episode each week. So we appreciate you guys so much, and we will be in touch with you soon. Remember to make it a great day and get 1% better every day. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.